Hey guys, it's Sarah G and it is Gen Z Gap. Let's get into it. So as um I've been trying to find the best way to articulate this because I've been really angry this week and I'm gonna have a lot of opinions. And you know what? Shut the hell up if you don't want to listen to this turn it off because it's gonna be controversial but you know what this is an issue near and dear to my heart and after years and years and years of brainwashing that a lot of people will agree with or a lot of misunderstanding because they went to fucking private school i'm not saying that the public school system is great and people you know what i'm just not going to talk about school that's a different day but we are getting into it because i am so fucking tired of this shit and i'm nervous about doing this podcast today doing this talk about what it is but it needs to be said it needs to be said and it needs for me to finally free free or whatever from doing this because i've been annoying well not annoying but i've been ranting to my family this entire weekend pretty much and nervous and all this and yes i understand once again that my family is the epitome of privilege, white, straight, cisgender. Yes, I get that. And we're working on our allyship as I've been talking with my family and trying to be better. But it's still, oh my God. I am just going to say things that were said to me as a girl growing up. And everybody is not going to be surprised probably by some of this stuff said about by someone in my family females certain females in my family especially you're never gonna find a husband if you don't do that you're gonna make a great wife fuck off dude that was a random person but whenever i wanted to do something baking and i was in a random crowd or something but yeah you're never gonna find a husband with too many opinions is what some family member had said to me a lot of times growing up okay Maybe I won't then. It's okay, because I don't want to be their obedient servant. Besides, a lot of them lie. Whatever. You know what? That's just a a different issue for a different time, because I could rant for, like, eight hours on this. And I know most people will turn it off by 30 minutes. So we got to get into this and speaking at supersonic speed. And yes. I don't fucking care what's controversial because this is an issue that affects me, women, birthing people. Like, it affects everyone pretty much. And I've been sick to my stomach all weekend. I was trying to avoid it. Thursday, I was like, should I just record? But I'm like, I already know that this is not going to do it. So, again, here I am recording the night before. And people watching me are like, she has the craziest expressions. Yeah, I don't care. I just... I need to say something. I'm working through my problems. And yes, I'm working through a lot of things. And Monday mood is Carpuzzi. People are going to be like, she hasn't done her Monday mood yet. Well, I've been really ranting. So Carpuzzi, she's an adoptee and she is pro-choice. And if you want to follow her, give her a follow. She's on TikTok and Instagram as well as she has her own account on Patreon. And she's very open for advocating for adoptees. She herself is not against adoption. She just wants everyone to understand what 
actually goes into it and why there's some adoption trauma that is around whether or not people believe her. And she's really taught me and opened my eyes to how corrupt everything is, as well as donor conceit, which is why you should call Laura High, a comic who is, in fact, and she's watched, oh my gosh, all those documentaries, like, are you my dad? Are you this and that? Ugh. I watched all of those. It's sickening. And it just shows, like, how much, like, we have no idea of what the hell is going on and what is considered legal versus legal. It's so corrupt. It's so messed up. But, yeah, give those two a follow. And then there's going to be links and resources for other TikTokers that I've seen that are um, working with other companies that are organizations that can help out. Do I believe that, you know, offering up your home is, it's kind of good. Here's where I'm going to pause, though. That's why organizations are put in place, complete strangers, all that stuff. And besides about safety for everyone, which I've seen, and people go, whoa, 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 back up your, not, I can list what states, I th yeah, I can list what states are still going to be blue or safe to do this legally um, do the best way humanly possible. I can do that, but I'm not a professional or anything, and then getting your family. Yeah, it's just it's, there's so many levels. I've had stupid people, especially guys, say to me, have you ever held a baby? Uh, yeah, you know what? That rhetoric is what actually got me so stupid my eighth grade year and freshman year of high school. Why? Because the rhetoric is, have you ever had a baby? This is why in like pro-life versus pro-choice, I had to honestly have more conversations to fully understand. And this is why it needs to be more because I've noticed so many other people are way more pro-choice. And pro-lifers only care about the fucking fetus, the cells, like the first. They pretend this is the rhetoric that they use. They make it sound like it's a nine-month-old baby. Okay? They make it sound like a nine-month-old baby. But when in actuality, it's literally the nine-week-old baby. And they're so concerned, but it's not. And also a topic of pregnancies and other things, and yes, I know I just hit my headphone on there, that will be behind the scenes, but septic, uterus, all those things, uh, preeclampsia, and you know, we, you should follow all these OBs, because they've spoken out on this issue, um, the mortality of women in the U.S., and especially POC, we are not giving a, sh clearly, I'm just so, I'm so fucking tired. I'm so fucking tired. Also, AOC, Liz Plank from, Liz Plank from uh, Man Enough, they had this conversation. She freaking goes, calls out, like AOC, um, the three people that lied. More, maybe less, I don't know, but it's so disgusting. Like, ugh. Like, I'm, I, I'm shivering with, and like, I just have this disgustingly gross feeling and then healthcare and ugh. and people it might be like Sarah you're not you making any sense yeah because that's what my life is now that's what life is right now 
I'm just freaking scared all the time. And then that goes into other things like adults and dads and parents and moms or whatever saying this generation's weak soft. We should have been tougher on them. No, absolutely not. And yeah, no, absolutely not. Because still, we have plenty of drama. And yeah, if you made us softer, fine. But we would not be speaking to you if you were harder. This generation is freaking strong. We are breaking down walls. You know what? You guys say that we're soft because we feel our emotions and have more reasons to say. But you know what? We're going out there like some other people in generations before that we're still doing that maybe paved the way. But we are going out there and we are speaking because we are done with this shit. And I don't care that I've been too opinionated my whole life. I remember, again, another thing I was told growing up. Sarah, if you want to get along with more people or make more friends, which I have ADHD and Energizer Bunny Energy, we tried to make it easier for me and that never really worked out. But the thing about my life, my life is to try to keep the peace, trying to not go overboard. This is how you work it. Everybody is entitled to their own opinions. really is a contradictorial statement lately, and I have nothing else to say. We don't talk about politics because we don't want to rub anyone the wrong way, and in some ways that's okay. And maybe there are boundaries, I don't know. But something that sickens me that I still have said everybody's entitled to their own opinions, or I think both sides have good like to try to avoid fights. And you know what, I'm starting to realize maybe some of my beliefs hold still way more liberal, but independent, but there hasn't been a great independent candidate. So that's what really sucks about everything. Cause I, but I just, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't just sit here and not talk about how the world is imploding on us and why people go, why do you feel the need to look into, like why so many people are looking into dual citizenship? Why do you feel the need not to celebrate 4th of July? The cricket sounds of the world is going around. And then the whole thing with IVF that people have talked about and how it's going to be more protected now. But the whole thing is like you, you, like this is why I think I turned, well, there's a variety of reasons. I've probably been more atheist since I was five and people in, in my family said, you're not going to get into heaven. Okay, because... This and that, because of how the rhetoric is taught, once again. What the actual fuck? And then people go, they might have not realized they actually said that. Um, okay. People are, like, going to listen to this and go, does this girl ever shut up? No. And I can't even get into it anymore, but I think about it a lot. And I think about, once again, when my acting teacher said to me, why are you feeling a little bit 
scared or whatever about or like when I was trying to do life work and then I started to see a therapist and then I started to really unpack everything and this is what Gen Z and millennials do we unpack the trauma and this is why when you say soft and all this stuff um, the reason we're turning to gentle parenting is because of all the screw up it ends with our generation more and acting that made so much more sense now not everyone's gonna agree with how some of these methods are i don't personally believe in method acting i think it's very scary and dangerous and then when other people but again everyone's like this and that and everyone's saying like you need to talk about your trauma and then you need to let it out and be real and authentic which i also think is could Maybe not be the best idea. So I can't fully state what is or what isn't the best idea for anyone because everyone is different. I get that. But aside from that little little sidebar, healthcare matters. I also have chronic illness. Like I've mentioned a thousand times on here. So, and like the whole thing about healthcare and how our system is so freaking messed up. Um, just overanalyzing everything all day, every day, and I just, ugh. something's got to change. So, as I wrap up this part of the episode, please look at the links that I have there, especially if you're someone who needs some. And know that I stand with you. Because this is BS. <laughs> so moving on from that a little bit, thinking about all the social issues that TV's tried to bring on a little bit. Well, and, you know, how we can handle and tackle these issues. And the funny thing is I still draw a blank. But then again, I also think about Be Positive. The show was around for two years. I don't really watch much of it, but it did at least give me an eye-opening look of them trying to make a comedy out of something sort of serious. So that's a dramedy, obviously. But, you know, the first few seasons of Grey's, Scrubs did an awesome job again, and I will always talk about Scrubs because Scrubs is, is amazing with all these content. And I think about the whole pop cultural references, like I've watched Community as well, and Big Bang Theory, even though it was more geek pop culture, but Big Bang Theory is always going to be around in your heart. And we could just kind of, I mean, the list could go on and on, like shows like Shameless, tackle different things. But when I'm trying to think through everything that ever happened, my brain goes numb and stalls because it's like, oh my gosh, overload, my desktop, my hard drive, because I'm trying to focus and remember and learn everything. And there's always these people who are, but yeah, I just, 
there's some other things we could talk about, but some of that stuff is so fresh right now. And I want to give respect and privacy. But as I continue to think more about things, I mean, I have an interesting story. Because, you know, we all need to know this stuff sometimes. What colors look good on you versus what bad? What makes you look sick or washes you out? Why am I talking about this? Because I've been doing a lot of self-tapes lately. As people know, I'm a content creator, actor, trying to step in, do a little voiceover as well. But I am someone who is considered a soft autumn, whatever that is. So I'm kind of neutrally all of you especially more in the summer. And I understand if my whole lighting here is messed up because I'm trying not to wash myself out. I'm trying to keep the blue backdrop, trying to just get all the warmness around. But anyway, it's been so hard. And ever since that TikTok thing came out, it's been so frustrating because I've done the swatching thing before. And then it's like trying to tell me, and I think I threw it into the group chat of my acting class and I bet I confused a bunch more people I think I have a pretty decent grasp on all things but then it's like whenever I'm trying to figure out where muted colors work best on me to bring out a lot of that um, more warmth in my skin but it's the funny thing is if I wear if I wear straight up white apparently I look like I'm sick or skeleton which I guess is why I didn't think I looked that bad in 2020 because I was really, really sick then. Because my thyroid decided to crap out on me. And I decided to have a lot of brain fog, etc. Which everyone's going to say that's not a real diagnosis, the brain fog. Well, I don't know what it was, but I just couldn't think or speak even in life. So, there's that. But, yeah, I've been trying to be careful with a lot of the reds and the blues too because those are can be too warm or too cold but i'm also here not to give like fashion advice because i'm not the best with the trends or with however because that's i'm a broke person i don't know anything really i mean i do know just kind of what my tone is and i try to wear more gold because gold works better on me but the whole thing about editing and making everything look presentable it's like that's I think 99% of society, that's another thing that kind of has been bothering me lately, if I haven't mentioned that before. Then I think to myself, a lot of people are broke right now, a lot of people are in my same issues, a lot of people are kind of in the middle of a recession like us, like the old Gen Z, and then I just have to kind of keep doing my things to try to keep afloat. I'm doing my list to be held more accountable this week. I got to film more. And lately, people are like, you're not doing this and that. Well, here's the thing. Because my brand is Gen Z Gap, I've been showing more of my shows that I grew up with and who I love. I'm trying to make them a little more interesting. And reactions always do well. But even, like, I tried to post Wizards of Waverly Place or other things, and then I realized iCarly is forever that, because iCarly really sprung our generation, like Fred did. And then this is just so weird, which it's not weird, 
But Jeanette McCurdy, one of the people that I am so grateful, I'm so sad, like, her whole life, but who gave me my childhood and really inspired me growing up. Today's her birthday. So happy birthday, not that you'll listen to this, but she's really helped me with her empty inside, like I've talked about. I'm just really harnessing life. And she's like, I'm 30. Girl, you look so good, which I know people should say, Sarah, you're not really going to focus on that. Here's the thing. She's been through hell and back, and she's doing so great. It's so good to see her so much thriving right now, and I like that she put up that boundary. I like that Noah Monk put up that boundary. People can say, oh, my gosh, they're hinting or whatever, 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 whatever. And here's the thing. Yes. We got Tanya Baxter on That's So Raven. And that's great. He was actually taking care of a sick relative. So I totally understand why they had to figure out ways to keep it up. And everyone's like, okay, are they good? Yeah, they're good. They're fine. They worked it out. They mention it constantly that, yeah. And it's a go back and forth kind of thing. It's a little strange maybe, but it's go back forth. And now this next episode should be interesting. But I don't think it'll be like that because of how Jeanette and as a lot of people who have trauma from certain things, I think it's okay that she's not going back. I think it's completely fine that, again, Noah isn't going back, no monk, because re-watching, I still love it. And I honestly always mention the show, I honestly, because it always is one of the things that really made me want to do this in life. But it was so freaking weird. Like, and Gibby was just someone that you can laugh at, and now people want him back. But here's the thing. I'm sorry. It might not be the same. And they are adults, all of them now. So, you know what? It's fine. And I'm really loving I bet Harper and Spencer, I like their chemistry between each other. I think it's a little more appropriate than Sam and him getting together. But yeah, it's just really interesting to see how like different people, and again, I just don't get my hopes up anymore because that's kind of how life has been lately with a lot of things. And like I thought about, I saw this thing recently. Someone was giving shit to Selena Gomez, as usual. And that's why I'm saying, like, there's a parallel a little bit between her and Jeanette McCurdy. Not so much, because she's different. They're all different people. But the whole thing that they're giving her shit about is her scar. Like, and she's so brick. Selena literally has lupus and autoimmune disease, even worse than a lot of other people. She, and like, we don't need to even like try to one up. Everyone's entitled to talk about their pain, about their struggles. It's really helped me with all my things. And she also has bipolar, you know, just whatever. And God, Selena literally is just trying to live her life more too and people are like giving her just like they are like I don't see lupus well no but she had to actually get a kidney transplant and she's just had a, a lot of complications like 
I've known so many people, and I'm not listing their names because they deserve privacy, but I have friends who have even more chronic and rare illnesses than I do, or autoimmune, and it's just, it's great, actually, that Selena's speaking about this stuff because they go through a lot of the same weird complications that not a lot of people get, and then it's just like when TikTok takes down it because it doesn't look like they're same normal. If we were all supposed to be the same, then we would be robots. That's just kind of where I'm at. And I've just been feeling so lost and anger and don't know what my next step or what anyone's next step is and that's where people can say oh my gosh that's not relatable that is relatable I'm not trying to be anything anymore I'm just trying to say that I've been doing so much stuff lately that my whole brain again has been hit into both max overdrive and that every time I feel like I see something it's like then the whole toxicness around it that you also once again as I've mentioned before have to speak up on it you have to do this you have to do that you don't have to do anything remember everyone has a different level of a comfort zone however however certain matters everyone should speak out on I get that yes I completely agree but it's on different platforms and yes that's just great how my way of life is being talked about here's the thing there's been a lot of controversy once again on tiktok being talked about how um certain white allies should not be talking they should be opening the floor completely agree with that there should be no issue with that and then there's other people saying that you shouldn't be that you should be talking everyone should be talking here's the thing the ping pong match, as I always mention, but this is one of those times where I'd say, I don't post a lot on TikTok. I don't post a lot of this stuff on TikTok. I will post every once in a while something because I feel like it affects me in some way. But I don't always try to make things about me, like these some of these creators. And I try to speak about it, again, on the podcast. I try to show it on Instagram. I try to talk about it. I try to use my platform. Again, Olivia Rodrigo, I mention her a lot. Her and Lily Allen saying, fuck you, fuck you very much. And yeah, that was a very bad song way to do that or impression. Yeah, it was no Evan Rachel Wood doing Madonna. That sounds way more like Shakira or Ana Grande. Wow, I just... Here's the bad impressions that I can do. Not today, but I will say that those were bad impressions by Sarah. But that's okay. We're not all meant to do great impressions. Now I got the whole like a prayer. Miley Cyrus stuck in my head. I really want to sing. That's actually something I used to do to cope with my anxiety. Every time I had a panic attack, people would always be like, shut up. I'm trying. But see, that was back at a time where we didn't really know what medicines would work for me. 
So. Now I bet all these people are like, yeah, go Sarah, go Sarah, go Sarah. Okay. All right. Where was I even? See, that's another thing, like the ADHD space out. But I was doing bad impression. I talking about we're not like Evan Rachel Wood. Going to just say a few more things about the whole TikTok thing. And more about people that are actual influencer or whatever. And I'm only going to mention this just really quickly because I said again early in the podcast that I might get to this and that they deserve their privacy, but they also deserve a lot of people to come and help around them, obviously. But Mama Todd, Shoe Lover 99, just please check her out, understand. Don't overpower her, obviously, right now. But if you know something, please let them know. And after that whole thing, I just think about all the shows I've actually watched where people go, this is too heightened of a version. Well, these things actually happen. But, again, in the whole soap opera writing world, it's always made things. But this is like, you feel it in your whole entire body with how things have been happening. And then when I do real things that are based off of other things that have happened, it starts to freak you out even more. Like, I think about Lost the show lately. I don't know why, but it just gives me that, like, where some of the scenes, like, yes, it's heightened and doesn't actually always pertain to what's going on in the world or that can happen, but some things did. Also, Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, is on TikTok right now. I don't know if we can really talk more about that. I mean, we can talk about that, but here's the thing. She talked about the Simpsons predicting the future, and I went through all those ones, and oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Apparently, there. The Simpsons also predicted the future with the whole thing about the three-eyed fish. Three-eyed fish. Like, what is going on? Apparently, in 2014, there was a thing with Argentina. And yes, I'm talking really, really fast, but the point is... That was kind of what the EPA thing was. And then it's thinking, like, they went back to a whole talking about... The Simpson series movie, the Simpson movie, with the Epa 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 that Grandpa predicted, and then they talked about the president thing, and just all this stuff. Like the Simpsons inadvertently did this, and even the thing is that she breaks down how when they wrote this, it wasn't even them trying to do anything sort of conspiracy thing. It just happened. They kind of go, whatever. Now. The things they predicted were accurate, but can we talk about all the times that they did future drama or Futurama, like all those things in future drama and Futurama still don't really have flying cars. We still don't really have telekinesis, transportation, all those things from one to another. Like we're still behind heavily in a lot of ways. Like, yes, there is stuff that is coming up and yes, people can say there is some flying cars. But, you know, the whole Jetson stuff and magic stuff, no, 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 no. And, yes, people can say technology. We have the power at our fingertips. Yes and no, we still are lacking on a lot of things. 
But then again, I'm also no scientist, so I can't tell you how far or how wide or production. But that's where I'm getting at with the whole thing. You know, The Simpsons predicted the future in a lot of ways that winded up being negative. So I was just kind of like thinking for once, could we just do what we wanted to do? Thank you, Siri. Siri is a great invention that tells you what you've done and what you haven't done. So we're there. Fathom, like, how many things. And I'm starting to get really nervous. Like, you know, when they used to do the crystal ball. And yes, I understand there's a lot of stereotypes in that. I understand, and I'm... I mean, they've addressed it in the whole Apu documentary and how they've changed it up, luckily. I mean, it took way too long, I understand. And yes. But... I like how one recently, though, they call, did a TikTok, some guy did a, a TikTok on the development of different characters throughout different life and different places and whatever, but they talked about Eric Matthews, which is great to talk about from Boy Meets World. I think everyone can see it from every generation because it's resurging because thanks to Disney Plus, and I think it's just a really important show that people should watch, especially from the night. And people go, we weren't BS in the, like, mid-80s through mid-2000s. We weren't. Like, like mid-millennials, old Gen Z, we got it good. I'm glad that people with their kids now are showing them those good movies because they need to be talked about. There was no like tiptoeing, sugarcoating, like talking down. Not saying that they didn't sugar sugarcoat, but they did have a lot more diversity and they went about it in the perfectly pleasant way. Well, I shouldn't say pleasant, but they talked about it. They did it well. Could things still be better? Yes, but it's been down a slippery slope like as the I I don't even know how it's gotten so bad. I mean, I do, but it is, whatever. But I want to challenge people to think and open their minds a little bit more and think about what's going on and what we can do. But I'm not here to tell you again how to live your life because I'm not the government. But aside from that, getting a little bit back to the point with the whole Eric Matthews versus... Lisa Lisa has been on a floating timeline. She's been 10 for 30 years, but they have changed her progressive. She's always been a liberal. She's always been outspoken. She's always been rights. I mean, they kept their promise to Paul McCarthy and Linda McCarthy to keep her a vegetarian from season seven. So they've always worked on her things throughout the world. And the progressional things. They've done great, great writing with that character. So I'd say you should definitely check out some of the stuff. Even though some people would say the seasons have been lagging lately. And yes, in some ways they have been. And I just tapped my thing even though I was trying to stay away from it. But you know what? Whatever. I'll just edit that out again. And Patreon users get to see all my hot mess, all my wrongness that I've said, because life is raw and unedited, because that's who we are. So I'm going to hop off right now. Thank you all for listening. Um, stay safe. Be kind.
and we will be back soon. 